You're listening to the Product Podcast. All right. Uh, how's it going today, Bamal? I'm doing fine, Lillian. And hi, everyone. And this is our first podcast in 2020. And yeah. Happy New Year to our listeners. Happy New and Year. Yeah. We took a two, almost two months break. And as we were taking break, we weren't keeping silent. We were working on like how can we change the direction of the podcast and how can we make more useful to the useful to our listeners. Because in 2019, we talk a lot about product management processes, mm-hmm. how to how, how to be, become a product manager, and st- how to think about product strategy, and how to, to from user interviews to how to label that th- those the stuff. I think. Now we have reached to a point in which uh, we can do more of a case studies and how get a level of a bit about talk more about digital transformation and mm-hmm. you know, a use of new technologies and how companies, small, medium businesses think and think about digital transformation. And then we thought about why don't we do case studies about companies who have already done it and learn from them, learning from analogies and we'll research a bit about that. And in, in our first endeavor, I think Linian and I agreed that we will do uh, deep down on the, the role of digital transformation and product management on Domino's Pizza. So we'll, yes. yeah. yeah, go ahead, Lillian. No, I'm, I'm also excited to change direction like this. I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, what themes emerge across different kinds of companies and um, yeah. to see what tools we can bring into our own digital transformation um, and product management practices. Um, and I think Domino's is a super interesting one because it's an accessible product that everyone's familiar with, but they really, um, many people may not know how much they sort of, you know, changed the game um, in the sense that they were the first company to do any kind of delivery. Um, and uh, also, and they were the first company to have a delivery app, um, which nowadays is not that exciting. But, you know, back in the early days of smartphones in 2007, 2008, that was a big deal. So um yeah i'm excited to do a deep dive into this company and like see what their digital transformation process was like yeah sure I and mean, that that's what exciting it is because uh so when we talk about product management one of the things also we have need to understand about the the market dynamics right mm-hmm. the how the change in changing technologies or uh, how they change the behavior of the consumers required to change the strategy of the company right by responding to the need, uh, responding to the users. And I think when we zoom out a bit, in 2019, we talked a lot about, okay, we already zoomed in, we already know what to do about it. I think this will be about zoomed out version, right? How uh, you respond as a company, you respond to the change the market and how you can do that and what, what are the companies who have done that. And we can learn from those companies and to the listeners, that will be really exciting. And even for us, it's very exciting to know that, to understand, Domino's Pizza is like I can see a Domino's Pizza out of my uh, out of my apartment, and it's it's like it's it's in every corner. But uh, but how did that they were successful to scale the company company like that? And there is a saying that uh, Domino's Pizza is not a pizza company; it's a technology company. Right. And when did that happen? Right. How hmm. did that happen? So what triggered them to invest so much on? Uh, so much on technology and change that direction. So what did you find in your research? Yeah, well, I think it's a couple things. Um, you know, I think they always, you know, they started out, you know, in the 60s um, 
and they've grown substantially since then. I think they they always, you know, wanted an edge on the market, um, and that was often done through speed, you know, trying to be the fastest delivery service possible. Um, and that was sort of prioritized over even the core product. Um, so they were always trying to be, you know, they had the 30 minutes or it's free campaign that started in the 70s. Um, which originally started as a half an hour or half a dollar off. So they always had these incentives to try and make the product, um, you know, incentivized due to its cheapness or the speed of delivery. But at the same time, um, the company then was largely in debt by 2004. Um, the stock price was super, super low um, up until 2008. Um and it was a super recognizable brand, but not in a good way, like recognizable in the sense that everyone's like, oh yeah, Domino's pizza, it sucks, which is a pretty bad, you know, brand recognition to have. Um, and I think this like deep, like, you know, this, this deep, um, you know, record low stock price was the major trigger that um, the company was like, well, we have to do something or we're going to go, I'm sure they thought they were going to go bankrupt or something because so they, they, they took a lot of risks too, I think maybe thinking they had nothing to lose, but um, yeah, so, so, so during that time, um, you know, they, they had a lot of competitors as well, yeah. yeah before we head to computers and I just thought, this goes some, a bit tangential, mm -hmm. the many people have an idea that the Domino's pizza sucks, I think it's, it's a matter of perspective. Mm -hmm. So I was watching this, uh, uh, I think the, the Netflix series by the, one of the chefs called David, the Korean guy. I think his name is Dave. I've, I forgot his last name. So, okay. he's, so, he'd, so he, was, he, he talks to one of the, he actually accompanies a pizza delivery, Domino's pizza delivery guy and goes and delivers the house in house and talks about why they order Domino's pizza. And they was like, it's fast. It's like, I'm hungry. I just want to eat something, right? Yeah, and, it's pretty at cheap. A cheap price as it's yeah. very convenient. And it doesn't taste that bad. And actually, the, the chef likes the Domino's pizza. And there is another guy who is a more of a gourmet, gourmet chef kind of guy. He was like, he was trash, he trashes Domino's pizza. And it's like, see, you, you are not, you are not looking at, and Dave says, you are not looking at from the right perspective. Nobody can offer the $200 pizza, gourmet pizza. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Well, and I also think there's like a culture of, you know, yeah. delivery pizza like this among college students. Um, yeah. Sort of like that, like that cheap food is like, I think of like dorm rooms, people ordering in. And like, I did find that, um, you know, 21% of 18, 24 year olds buy pizza more than three times per month. So clearly that's a big, you know, right. market share. Um, and so I think there's something about like cheap, fast, easy eats that is like very much like a, a cultural American thing. Right. Domino's and other companies totally play into that. So I'm not saying it's healthy, but at that age group, when you're in college, you're doing late night, late night things, and it solves mm -hmm. the problem. You need to eat something, and like, it solves the problem. It's quick, fast, and it's cheap, and it's not half bad. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to taste like a gourmet two hundred dollar pizza. But at seven to eight dollars, and within ten dollars, like you get a pizza and you get delivered at home, it's a pretty right. damn good deal. So, okay. so, and it's the harvest is very interesting how they are able to do that. Right. And mm -hmm. I know like that's why I was here because it's uh, there is a value proposition that's very clear. Right. Without yeah. so value proposition for the user is very clear. So Domino's is not competing for a gourmet, the best tastiest, the tastiest pizza. It's going yeah. okay, it's it's okay pizza, we'll deliver it for cheap and fast. 
right? And with right. Union for you. And that's the value proposition for Domino's Pizza. And they understand the user. And like you mentioned about, uh, they understand use, use cases about, okay, this is when people order pizza. I don't want to cook food. I let me just order quickly, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm driving on the way home from office. Okay, let me just order it through an app and just pick up on the way, right? Just totally. that's, that convenient. So they understand the use case because it's very important. It's like, even though it is a uh, non-tech product, the core of it is the user and you got to understand the user triggers you got to understand the user behavior and the use cases and mm-hmm. then end up do that and technology is the an enabler which allows you to do at scale right, right? Mm-hmm. and that's where the transition into the uh, the technology digital transformation is interesting totally yeah well i think that's interesting too because you know there's other pizza brands i don't think that people think of papa john's or pizza hut as any better like they're all kind of this sort of similar like you know like we were saying like college age like kind of not the best not gourmet pizza but cheap and fast um and, and you know they're all competing for the same market share and so what what is the edge you know how do you know your user and i think domino's um really captured that in a way that the others didn't um you know originally they definitely like domino's had the smaller market share and it was declining but then i think um they were the first one out of their competitors to make a delivery app um and that was sort of one of the first um you know tech advances that domino's did um well i guess it was it was online ordering so but then later on it was an app um and i think along along with that you know, that idea of like, how do we make it fast? How are we accessible to our users? You know, they did this like whole pizza tracker thing where you can like see, you know, you order your pizza online um, and you can see what stage in the process it is. It's like, you know, it's being constructed, it's baking, it's in the delivery car. Um, so you can, you, you always knew where it was then like it allows the user to be connected to that process. Um, which is also like, it's a similar idea to their original uh, 30 minutes or free model that they had, you know, um, earlier. So that, so they've always sort of, you know, prioritized like how do we, you know, involve our user in this process, but they're just doing it in a more innovative way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think another element that's interesting to that was that there's like this gamification of the process too. Like you could literally like, when you're ordering your pizza, you can literally build it with their like virtual pizza builder where like you literally put the sauce on the pizza, like in this like mm-hmm. visualization, this illustration, you can like literally drag and drop the mushrooms and put that on the pizza. Um, mm-hmm. Which is like, I think an interesting, you know, experiment as well, especially for companies doing quite poorly to take these sort of like, be one of the first of its kind to do that kind of stuff. It's a pretty big risk. Um, mm-hmm. And ultimately, <laughs> um, people still really hated their pizza. And apparently, in blind taste tests, people liked it better if they knew that it wasn't Domino's pizza, which is like a pretty big problem. Like, there's almost like this brand recognition around yeah. being bad. Um, so, I what I like is that <laughs> the company like really leaned into that. They were like, okay, we know our pizza's bad, and they kind of made advertisements around that. Like, they had um ads being like we know it's bad like here's our new recipe because they they invested then a lot in making a new recipe which i think um Mm -hmm. also is a big risk because like if you know their if their business model is cheap pizza and fast pizza and like using canned and cheap ingredients it's hard to like you know make something better at the same price point but they invested a lot in that um and i think 
I think what really sticks out to me in that whole process is transparency with the users. And we can see that like with this sort of, you know, pizza tracker idea, you know, they want transparency with the users. And then also when addressing issues with their core product, they still want transparency with their core users. They're saying, hey, we know our pizza's bad, we wanna make it better. Um, like they had this live Twitter feed on their site where it just showed all the negative comments about their pizza. Like they really leaned into this idea to prove to their consumers, like we we know that this is the problem and we want to make it better. And it was almost like a very like a he- like before it's time meta way of like harnessing the internet and like harnessing sort of like troll culture, I would say, and like for their benefit in a way that I think is really clever. I think it's not clever. It just make a business sense. And also, I think this is a lesson lesson to the product managers and the business owners as well. You know, when somebody criticizes about the product you have worked on, you put in heart and soul into it, and criticize you, yeah. the natural the natural reaction is to be defensive about it, mm-hmm. right? And actually, when you when you are being defensive about it, let's say like you are a dominant executive and somebody hey, your pizza is bad, and you you are the dominant executive saying no, it's not bad, right? Yeah. Then 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 people call cop call it BS. Now, when people call it BS, they, it's hard to change their behavior. Now, whereas, whereas, like, I know you, I agree with you. I know what you're saying is correct. And here is what we are doing to change that thing. That people become more tolerant and say more accepting and say, hey, let, let me give you a chance. Like, let, let me give you a chance. And I think that's a sentiment which, uh, that's a good, it's not a clever, it's just, it's, it makes business sense. If you want to make, if you want to change people's mind, disagreeing with, with them is not going to help yeah right agreeing right. with them is going to help and open that thing and that's the one sentiment which they uh they mm-hmm. used uh i think that's a, that's an art and that that's an art that's a skill yeah. right that the soft skill that we can learn from dominoes and so in 2010 like that's when, with the new ceo that's what the new recipe came in what do you think of that process like the idea of like completely changing the core product like that what do you think that says about them so i think change uh people who are generally who are who are who want to change their mind not just change their strategy change their mind and completely go like u-turn about what they have said before is a good sign mm-hmm. right and yeah. and that's why I, I think that's what they said there's an old guard there's a new guard right the it's it will be very hard for the old guard to accept the new things that's why they change the people first mm-hmm. right they bring yeah. in new people first so that new people bring in fresh ideas right and perhaps like in this company like if you look at in 2010 and the the change starts at the top it's not about you okay you win to change the uh change the pizza delivery guys it's not going to help because if you if the same ceo old ceo who, the, who is very hardwired to the to the old way and cannot think beyond like what has been doing and what has been happening before but it's really 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 hard for that person to change i'm not saying that it's not impossible but just bringing a new people a new set of people is going to make it so much easier and faster because speed of change also rate of change is also important Mm -hmm. and that's bringing a new ceo i think is very helpful who actually have uh, have the mindset and the leadership to go beyond what has worked in the past mm-hmm. what has not worked in the past and try out and experiment new things right well and along with that new ceo i mean they already had online ordering but in, in after that new ceo in 2011 then they um they launched the, the first iphone app for for delivery 
um, and ordering, which I think was a big deal as well. And then by 2015, you know, online orders surpassed non-online orders and over half of all online orders came from mobile. Mm-hmm. And that was a big change. Um, and also not surprising because of that, you know, as of 2016, over like, or about half of Domino's employees work in software and analytics. Um, so that speaks to what you're saying about it being, you know, it's not just a pizza company, it's a tech company. They, I mean, yeah. they have all the people to manage all those online orders and they're the, the software of the online orders. So just pretty, pretty interesting. And I think from, you know, most people, when they think about a pizza company, they wouldn't think of the sort of digital transformation that it requires to be able to provide that product and service so quickly. So, okay. Uh, so in your analysis, let's divide in digital into two parts, right? One is towards consumers, consumer centric. How can you uh, improve the consumer experience? Yeah. That's one part. And second part is how can you improve the efficiencies in the operation, you know, to support that consumer experience, right? So how did, uh, so how did that happen in your research? So did they start from the consumer side or did they start from the operation side? And I know everything to do everything at once will be very hard. What was, mm-hmm. how did they break down the bigger problem problem into becoming a technical technology company? Uh, yeah. Um, well, um, the- I would say it started with the consumer in the sense that the first big tr- digital transformation element was involving the consumer. Like it was, mm-hmm. okay, how do we do this online delivery? And that, and that was this idea of like involving the user in the process. Um, so, I mean, that's my gut in this, in this, that they, they were trying to like bring, um, because that was the edge that they had, right? It was like speed and this like incentive for the users to choose them. And if they can make it interactive and fun and for the user, um, you know, that gives them that slight edge over the, the Pizza Huts and the and the Papa John's. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one thing that's standard for me is uh, about the users, right? So, mm-hmm. so for example, you know, like when I, so I'm not a huge uh, a huge fan of Domino's pizza, not because I don't like Domino's pizza, it's because of my health issues. With the pizza, I have a yeah. chronic constipation issue, and pizza is a poison for the constipation thing. So, listeners yeah. like this one thing: if you have a constipation, don't eat pizza, <laughs> not just Domino's pizza, any other pizza. Yeah, combination yeah. of flour and cheese is just combination of flour and cheese is and refined flour and cheese, and is just too bad, bad for your bad for your digestive system and your constipation. That's just worse stuff. So, this they're going to stand into that. But however, whenever I have ordered in the past Domino's pizza, so as a user, I like it. I can order this thing. I can put mushrooms. I can put like, let's say, uh, a pineapple if I want, if I want to make it more Hawaiian pizza, right? So what it gives me is I am creating a pizza, right? I'm not cooking it, but I'm creating it. And that mm-hmm. gives us a sense of satisfaction, right? I'm yeah. invested more in that part. And this emotionally, I get more more satisfaction that oh I co-created a pizza kind of experience. It's that delight element that you talk yeah, about in yeah. UX design. Like it's they have yeah. that like hint of delight that is hard to hard to like create because it's so simple. So also also uh, a is that it's so the, the gratification that I co-created a pizza. Mm-hmm. And second thing is that how can I not like the pizza that I created? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Because if it sucks, then I am also the part of the part. I am also the part of the blame. Oh, I didn't choose the ingredients, right? right? So I'm more invested. And even if I now, even if like I don't like the pizza, I or maybe like I didn't mix the 
mix the ingredients uh, well. So let me try another one. So mm -hmm. even if that sucks, there is an element of re-engagement. Right. Well, and they even addressed, even if it did suck, they they worked to address like the core product to make sure it sucks less. Like they realized that the pizza was pretty bad, so they actually like invested time in like figuring out how to recreate those simple ingredients in a way that was still cheap but like tasted better. So, so yeah. of course, like so, what you mean is if the core product is too bad, no matter how you improve yeah. on the digital experience, it's not gonna help. Right. right? You need it needs to be the core product needs to at least be slightly worth it, right? And it doesn't yeah. need to be that, it doesn't need to be that good as we discussed because it's like the target market is prop is largely college students or young people or just people who want something people who want something that they know is going to be cheap and easy and they're not expecting, you know, gourmet pizza. They're expecting so, like a, a decent piece of pizza. So it's a like you say it's a it's a trade-off like one x if you plot a diagram one plot a diagram like which we love doing it in y yeah. axis is the quality of pizza and it's in the x axis is the cheapness and the convenient and if you plot that out right yeah so there might, so in there might be an inflection point in which okay if even if it's convenient but there's a test below this exactly below this point it's not worth it so i'm not going to do it right. at least the core product has to uh, exceed that threshold point right, right? yeah threshold, threshold point so mm -hmm. so what you're saying is, it's not just that they invested on the consumer experience about how we order things, the delivery part, which is really innovated in 2007, 2008, I think it's 10, 12 years ago. I know it sounds like, in terms of technology, it sounds like a century ago, but when you, <laughs> century, yeah. century ago, but they all, they all adopted that, that the technology part really is really, really well. And they, they changed, second thing is they also changed CEO, which will bring you a new, new, new digital digital approach to that mm. that also like that helped them to acquire and build a new technology team as you said like 50 percent of their employees are now uh working the software and, and, and mm -hmm. analytics part and that also is a very uh 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 in a pizza company you don't expect expect that 50 percent of the employees to be yeah. uh, software and analytics but however if you want to uh if you want to become a invest in digital transformation you you're employees should reflect that and that's a lesson for for people and and if you don't to begin to start to start with uh, the sour tool for our companies like us is if dominoes did not have their own internal team to begin with because i know it's very costly to build a team from the get-go there are always all the software companies use a full stack software companies uh, or the digital trans companies that help in digital transformation like us who they can hire and actually right. yeah Kickstart, kickstart the process, and if kickstart the process, as I said, right, old guard versus new guard. Even the old guard, they don't know much about technology and uh, technology, how to implement that. They can always uh, 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 ask for help from companies like ours, who actually help me that and understand, okay, how the strategy, how we can craft the strategy, how we can test the product and uh, product and kickstart that process. And meanwhile, they they can go and build higher and build their own own team, right? So I think uh that's also very useful 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 thing to know that you don't have to employ everybody from the get-go you can always ask for external help and prove that thing and meanwhile you can also start looking to build your own team as well right yeah and like it's the difference between 
engaging people who are able to think, you know, like a thought partner and really um, engage with the ideas around digital transformation and help like, you know, create a partnership through that process. And also another thing which is very uh, important to know here is in terms of timing process here, when you say like this app, when did they start the uh, iPhone app? 2011. They started the online delivery in 2007 or eight. So seven and eight, right? So they started online delivery in 2007 and eight. Now, uh, and also, also the timing thing is important. Uh, For example, Mm -hmm. iPhone launched first launch in 2007, right? For for first two years, iPhone wasn't that uh, working that great, but they, I think, 2010 is around time Uber also launched. Right, that point. If I Instagram launched at the same time, so the same time, there was. there was the market for uh, smartphone was was increasing rapidly. I think right. uh, at that point of time, maybe Domino, if Domino's was the first app to launch, then this it just rode the tide, right? So for example, like it, the first delivery app, like uh, like uh, uh, what's uh, App Store will be will be poisoning that Domino as the number one, and by default, people will be downloading another app, and mm-hmm. also that helps. So. Yeah. So understanding the market and timing of it and be, be being the first, being the first in the market is also very, very first or second in the market or early in the market is really helpful. So can you can write the tide, mm-hmm. right? Right now. Let's yeah. say, and do you think it also helped? Like they had all the pieces in place in a web app, right? Like they had all these, like the pizza mm-hmm. tracker and they had the delivery already in a web application. Do you think that helps too? Like, the jump then isn't that big if their users are already used to the online experience. I mean, they still need the trigger to download the app, but, mm-hmm. but they're used to that online experience already. So it's not like a completely new experience. Do you get what I mean? It's a completely new experience for sure. Uh, but however you can do on the go, for web is completely like uh, experience. The web app is not the same as the mobile app always. No. The mobile app has, you can, you can make it more, uh, let's say, user-friendly. You have more control over the UX design part of it in in the mobile application set. So, but Web is for the for in that in that period of time. The Web in that period of time was Web was more for the Web, the in the browser and how the components such as where do you put the, there. I think that point of time there wasn't even something a responsive Web design, right? You yeah, have to you will see that. that so that point of time. Therefore, it's very it was very important to have that. Is if you people access to mobile application, a mobile a mobile phone smartphone design a product for that particular platform so that people can have that great experience, like enhanced experience. Because if you, even now, if you see the web app, if it's not responsive and it's not responsive web app, if then it's really clumsy to uh, clumsy experience to view in the web app uh, to the smartphone. Yeah. So bottom line is, <clears throat> bottom line is uh, it, the, 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 the platform was starting, the platform, the Apple store and starting the, the penetration of smartphone was starting out and growing really fast. Mm-hmm. And, and I think uh, they launched at the right time so that they could ride the tide. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and I think it's, yeah, I mean, it speaks, their growth speaks for itself. Like if you just compare their, you know, stocks, you know, from 2007 to now, it's a different company entirely. Um, and that's all due to the digital transformation. So right. Uh, so if you have to, uh, in your research, like if you recall one or two things or three products that have done well, what would that be in that helped them to transform as a tech company, transform from pizza, just a pizza company to a just technology company, pizza uh, technology. Their company. products? 
yeah I think I think the the things that stuck out to me um, was you know the the first sort of online delivery from the web app or from the from a website um, you know the the first delivery app <laughs> later and then I think also the transfer the the transparency within those times from you know recognizing um, you know leaning into their online presence um, mm -hmm. and like embracing sort of that negative branding to change that around I think that was a really big way to gain mm -hmm. um just uh to keep to, to gain to gain interest from their users and like and generate trust um that like mm -hmm. you know we're working on this and like um you can you 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 can see what we're doing and and here it'll be better like i think i think that that trust and transparency with the users through that process was also sort of went hand in hand with the digital stuff that they were doing mm -hmm. So they were really saying, and other value proposition, right? They were not positioning as, oh, our pizza will be as great as a gourmet, two hundred dollar gourmet pizza. They are not doing that. They are not. They no. know. Okay. They're it's like, we want edible. you to have a good experience with us. We want you to enjoy ordering pizza yeah. from us. We want to, um, you know, give you a product that you enjoy from us. But not like, oh, we're trying to be. Yeah, we're not trying to be the next, you know, five star gourmet pizza. And and it's all. And I think even. You know, they started with like, oh, this idea of like fast, 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 like in the 70s um, yeah. and, and 60s when they started. And I think speed was still important, but more than speed, it was speed, but also like knowing exactly what's happening. So it's sort of like, yeah. there's, it's not like this, like, oh, it's happening in 30 minutes, but I don't know what's happening. It's like, it's yeah. happening in either 20 minutes or 40 minutes, but I know exactly what's happening at each point. Yeah. So there is... Uh... As I said, right, even a simple communication when we, when we work with our clients as well, it's very important to, even if something is a working progress, it's very important to update that, okay, we, we are working on it and we are like, we have, if the, we have three steps to do, we have done the two steps and we are yes. finishing the third step. When that happens, actually our clients acknowledge that, okay, I feel really happy that they are, they are informed and, mm -hmm. and in, get invested in our process and become more acceptable to our, accept, accept, acceptable to our delivery, right? The same way here as well. Like yeah. if there is, there is total, if it was a magic box, right? I order, it comes in 30 minutes. I don't know what happens in between. And even if it's two, it's two minutes late and I get anxious, let hey, why is it is two minutes late or like something like that? But if I can see, okay, decide reach this process and things like that, I become, uh, I know where it is. Mm -hmm. I'm informed. And when I'm informed, I'm more accepting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're more willing to forgive, like, forgive things if you are more involved with the process and you know more details about it right i think i mean i i think that's a great understanding and that's how i think more uh, they make sure like uh, customers are invested in them and that's mm -hmm. very important and and they use to mobile apps uh, mobile apps and online delivery and all of these things to to their advantage to and to uh make sure users are invested in the process, not just about the final outcome. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Absolutely, yeah. Cool, well. Um, so think, now yeah. let's also talk about current as well as the future as well. So right yeah. now, like, so uh, what are some of the things that, for, uh, now this is the weekend, there are Google, there are other platforms such as like voice platform and things that are they investing there and how, so are they So I know. There? Yeah, I know there's like, they brag that there's 11 different ways to order a pizza. Like you can order it on your Alexas and your Google homes and all of that. Um, 
you know, Slack, Messenger, you can text them, you can tweet them, um, like smart TVs, all that kind of stuff. So they've really, they want you to be able to order a pizza from every different kind of technology platform possible. Um, yeah, I think their, their, their stock prices also are huge compared to their competitors. Um, you know, like companies like Papa John's, which originally were doing better in around like 2008 are now like, um, way below them. So I think, you know, you can see. Can, can, can you give the numbers, like uh, how much percentage is better than, uh, how much they have growth in certain like timeline, let's say 2014. Yeah, so so Domino's has increased 214 percent since 2014, whereas Papa John's has decreased by 15 percent. So mm -hmm. that kind of speaks for itself, I would say. You know, yeah. um, and I think you know, pop. I think where companies like Papa John's maybe had similar problems. You know, like they, I mean, they had they had a similar market, similar similar users, um, but they didn't hop on this like which was arguably a big risk hop on this idea of like digital transformation and connecting with their users. Um, they lost out. So, um, Domino's took the risk and you know, it was rewarded. So. That's okay. That's amazing. And also one, in your research, did you find, for example, of course, point A was, uh, this year, the right, rise, rising with the tide about mobile, mobile applications, right. And digital ordering. How much uh, are they leveraging the online deliveries such as uh, Grubhub and their other on Postmates? There's another, mm -hmm. there, there are a few of those, right? How are they leveraging that, the mature, maturing of those kind of online delivery platforms? You know, I'm not sure. Um, I know that they have their own, like their own delivery is separate from that. I'm not sure if you can do dominoes on Grubhub or Postmates or stuff like that, but that's a really interesting point like how that would interact with it i'm assuming like you could but there's a markup for i know with those companies there's always a markup right like if you're using you're paying for their delivery people so um i'm not sure yeah do you so think, I think that would be beneficial for I, I can't see how that would be beneficial for a pizza company if they already are investing in their own delivery services to outsource that I think it's multiple channels, right? Some people are big, uh, multi investing in multiple channels, right? So these days, uh, most of the things has, uh, even the app has become, trying to become a super app rather than become individual apps. People do not download many apps. Therefore, uh, therefore what they do is like in one app, can multiple functionalities exist or not? For example, the good example is WeChat in China, right? WeChat in China could do many, many things. Right? Yeah. I think... And the direction of uh, direction of apps are going towards more that direction from the one specific app to becoming a super app. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so that's happening. And I think uh, I think uh, I think that's Grub. So that therefore, like people who are using Grub or Uber Eats or DoorDash, right? So <clears throat> actually, uh, DoorDash and things like that. Uh, things things like that. Uh, it actually expands the market for them. Mm -hmm. For I'll give an example. For for if they order from the same Domino's and Domino Pizza guys come and deliver, but whereas in Grubhub and I think this are like a set of freelancers, they're the I mean it's a marketplace, right? So people come, so it it helps expand the market. And what yeah. it tells is that so you want to as a what strategy could be you want to rise with the tide, right? Now A was. Uh, it was 
A was in earlier stage. They they because of this company was didn't mature. They have to deliver their invent their own delivery system right online, and they still have that. And the mobile application they rose to type. The same way with the the maturing of um, different delivery uh, delivery platforms like Grubhub, that Uber Eats, or those kind of things. Right. It's also they are also helping to expand the market in the food delivery space. Yeah. So you have to access that channel as well. Right. Well, and I guess if anything, that just diversifies for them. And but also, it's a better price point because they can just make the pizza, and they yeah. don't have to use their resources to distribute it. Someone else will come and distribute it. Correct. Yeah. And uh, and for the and also, then you are not saying no to the consumers who actually are the uh, loyal customers of one of these delivery platforms, right? Right. right. So yeah. yeah. So so again. Uh, the reason for that is again, yes, Domino's Pizza is a volume business. It's not a quant quality business, right? It's a volume business. So the right. more pizza they sell, the more money they make. So in order to be, because it's uh, because they operate in that uh, category of it. So they understand that category, and for that, whatever the, the channels that increase the volume, they have to access that channel, mm -hmm. right? So, and understanding their understanding, understanding you go where your users go, your customers go, right? And I think these, uh, and the rise with them, I think the, uh, the iPhone app is a good example, right? If, for example, integrating with Slack, it makes a lot of sense to me. Because, oh, sure, so, yeah. Yeah, most of, the, most of the offices have to order pizza in night list. There is this culture yeah. for Friday, Friday pizzas, right? And at that time, point in time, it's not about ordering the best pizza. It's about uh, for for somebody who is, let's say, somebody who is uh, uh, <laughs> so let's say uh, receptionist who have to order pizza for that team, right? See, see, or he is not going to spend a lot of time researching and ordering food. It's like, hey, it's in the Slack. Like I just order from there, right? Right, and right. Because you just small... want it. It's fast. You're just trying. Yeah. You're working. You probably have yeah. some sort of company wide meeting. You don't want to take a ton of time for lunch. Yeah. You just want it there yeah. quickly. A lot of companies live and live in the. A lot of companies live in Slack, right? And sort of startups like everybody like just order from there, make it easier from there. It makes a lot of sense. For example, car like car, you're driving from home and you don't want to pick, take out an app and phone and play all that. Hey, I say, and you can say, hey, like uh, order order X Y Z pizza from Domino's like on my way home. Then gets that done. So I think uh, all of uh, these things, right, is going to create different channels and make it easy easy now if if papa zones doesn't have this the slack integration or let's say car x in a smart TV integration then by default it's going to be dominoes right, right. so i think it, from the that sense are the same you know it doesn't doesn't really matter probably to the ceo what crappy pizza it is it's just a pizza yeah it's pizza and it's with uh edible it's not that bad and i mean right yeah crappy's too strong but it's you know for feeding a group it's feeding a yeah. group yeah yeah it's a feeding group right uh in 50 dollars you you feed four people mm -hmm. that solves the problem that solves huge problem right right and all right that's very interesting and uh that's very interesting study and so the reason we chose Domino's is that the digital transfer. Many there is a myth, one myth is that this, mostly the digital transfer happens with the digital the digital companies default digital companies or technology companies. It's not true. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, like uh, non technology company can lead the way, and it's transformed themselves into uh, 
into a listed uh, technology company. Uh, Domino's is a good example. And how did they do, do it? For mm-hmm. me, uh, the learnings from it is A, be early to invest in technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, B, like, uh, B, if you want to execute the strategy, then you've got to uh, build your, uh, your team around that as well. For example, if you as well, uh, half of the Domino's 800 headquarter employees are software analytics says a volume about it. You need to invest on that part. Mm-hmm. And third part is uh, uh, access multiple channels as possible, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. multiple channels as possible. And of course, the meanwhile, your core product needs to uh, uh, needs to outperform the threshold point that you can be crappy. Your even core product has to increase and right. increase that aligns with your value proposition. And for example, this has been edible enough, it was good enough, and it can be delivered fast. So they understand that and they understand their customer base, therefore their customer base. So all of the things, like it aligns really well the proc management principles that we talk about, be user-centric, right? uh, uh, Make sure you uh, users are invested in it right make it as easy for them to uh, use the product and so that they can come back again and again so yeah and those principles hold true agreed yeah. yeah absolutely yeah well um i'm excited to continue looking at other companies in our digital transformation series and you know see you know if other companies have similar strategies to dominoes or different and um yeah what what themes we can pick out as we continue to do these case studies yeah of course and also to our listeners if they want any other they want us to deep dive into any particular company they are interested at and if there are any questions they want 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 us to answer and or like find answers they can always reach out to us at brockpodcast at lftechnology.com and you can subscribe to our podcast and you can share with your friends yeah sounds great all right. Well, uh, thanks for thanks for another conversation, and uh, we'll pick it up next time. Sure. Thanks, Lyndon. Thank you.